0: Like to make a brief editorial note here. Uh, I was able to interview Rob Slade this week for Cybersecurity Awareness Month in a public mall, and it turns out there were a lot of children around, making a lot of noise in the background. My apologies for the audio quality, but I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Welcome to software Security Chat Chat, episode 119 and a half for the sixteenth of October, two thousand thirteen. I'm Chester Wisniewski, and my guest this week is Robert Slade. Welcome, Rob. Thank you very much. Rob's been a fixture in the information security community for more than twenty-five years. Uh, he's the author of Robert Slade's Guide to Computer Viruses, Viruses Revealed, Software Forensics, uh, The Dictionary of Information Security. So, uh, you know, he's he's not just a, a local Vancouver security person, although he has. Uh, been the president of our security sig here in, in the Vancouver area for a long time. He's he's well known internationally, especially amongst researchers and people that have been uh, in the community of antivirus uh, folks for, for the past 25 or 30 years. So uh, it's a real pleasure to have you join us today. The reason I asked you to have a seat and chat with me was that it's National Cybersecurity Awareness Month and myself and Doc and others at Sophos have been doing as much outreach as we can to try to get messages to the people that don't do information security every day and was curious if you could share with us perhaps uh, you know some tips for what the everyday person the kind of mistakes they're making and, and, and perhaps some things that they can do to stay safer online
1: yes I suppose the first thing would be to say how embarrassing it is as to be a security expert if one can count oneself a security expert Uh, and have one's family and friends constantly getting hit you know my family is not immune despite the fact that I keep on telling them things and my friends don't even ask me anymore uh, when they get hit when when they have a problem because they know that the first thing I will do is ask them you know are you allowing your children to do peer-to-peer networking are you allowing file sharing are you allowing anybody to download anything and put it onto the family computer are you uh, you know, allowing your kids to just click on any link that they feel like. And, of course, the answer is going to be yes, so it's easier just to, to keep quiet about it rather than to admit that they have this problem. My first reaction is, if you have a friend who knows what they're talking about and is willing to give you this advice,
0: follow the advice. Well, but these things, uh, you know, a lot of times these things seem like this insurmountable thing like it's this complicated technical thing and there's all these advanced super smart hackers out there and you know what can little old me do you know there's there's a bit of a defeatist attitude amongst a lot of folks just that it's it's too big it's too technical I'll just I'll just go with it right and and I think there there are some really simple things that folks can do to stay safer uh, they're just uh, maybe a little too intimidated, or they're afraid to admit that they don't know.
1: Yes, in terms of the intimidation, yes, I, I recognize this, and and I really hate the um, the promotion that is put out there of the you know the the hackers out there that are evil geniuses. Um, usually, they aren't evil geniuses. They may be evil, but they're not all that smart. And and so you know, one of the first things is you know, no these. Guys that are out there attacking you are not necessarily smarter than you are. They know some things in certain areas, maybe. But first thing that you can do that will keep you much safer is make a backup. Make two backups. They're cheap. Backup onto a portable drive. Back up onto you know from that portable drive onto another computer. There are all kinds of things. There are programs which will constantly back up as you are working during the day, so that you don't even have to think about it. And then there's the ones that you can do, you know, once a day, once a week, to, to back up all the stuff that's important to you, which is not necessarily all that much, no. onto something else.
0: Yeah, it's amazing to think, uh, you know, I, I bought a, a thumb drive that's on my keychain. It's 16 gigabytes. I think I paid $8.99 for it. And my sensitive information that I'm worried about backing up, my important stuff, my photos, my taxes my resume, and documents, and all that. All of it combined, I think, is about one gigabyte. If I could do 16 full backups of everything important to me, of snapshots and time, on something that I paid $9 for and carry in my pocket.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. To back up your entire computer, no matter how big your computer is. I saw a four-terabyte drive on, you know, on somebody's flyer the other day, a couple hundred dollars. And, you know, there you are. You're protected. It's you know it keeps you safe. if something happens to you you've still got your stuff
0: yeah and and while the nsa may also have your stuff they're not as likely to share it with you so you should make sure you make your own copy
1: yeah well that's another thing you know so ask the nsa you know if you get hit then ask the nsa to give you back a copy of your stuff but but probably I probably th- won't
0: i think that advice is probably one of the most important pieces of advice right now though and that you know when we're looking at malware at softwas one of the biggest things hitting people is this crypto locker malware that that encrypts all your files using, you know, RSA 2048-bit military-grade encryption, as, as I keep hearing it referred to. I'm not sure why, when we know, based on the leaks from Snowden and Chelsea Manning, it appears the military doesn't use encryption. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, you know, the only way to respond to that is to go to your backup. The only way to respond to having your laptop stolen at the cafe is to go to your backup, right? Yes. And, and uh It's easy. It's
1: cheap. It's, you know, we have been telling people to do it forever. Do it.
0: Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, for me, what I do is, uh, you know, quarterly in my Outlook calendar, I have it recurring to check the batteries in the smoke detector, check the batteries in my flashlight, and, oh, by the way, go grab the disks out of my safe deposit box and do my backup. It, it's it, it's not hard. Uh, no, so that, that's, that's, that's good advice. And, I mean, you mentioned the kids and how they're using the computer and the, the risky things that they can get involved in uh, are there any particular tactics for helping kids learn how to make good choices around this stuff in addition to technology i mean sure you can load software that restricts you know certain urls or you can try to you know limit an account to not being an admin so it can't load the peer to peer stuff maybe but in addition to that, i think you want to you want to educate the, your children about how to be safe just like you would on the street, right? You do.
1: And it, it is because of the changes, because of so many things that are happening, it's, it's hard to say what's most important to say to them. Um, I, I would say the first thing is anything that sounds strange, don't respond to it. Anything that sounds strange, that sounds unusual, don't click on a link when they say, you know, you're in trouble, you better click on this link. When we're talking about kids probably the the most important thing, has nothing to do with technology. Keep the lines of communication open yourself. Talk to your kids. What are your kids doing online? What are their friends online? Are their friends online the same as their friends at school? Do they know these people? Play their games with them online. Uh, Just be involved with what they're doing so that you can spot anything that looks a little odd.
0: Well, and the good news is most people of parenting age these days are are more computer savvy, certainly, than the previous few generations. As far as understanding the internet a bit, most parents are involved in using the web and have a Facebook account and understand the basics of the internet. And I I find that um, I'm hearing from folks that they often don't understand what's you know they ask their kids what they're doing online they may not even understand the new cool tool you know tumblr this or you know all this kind of stuff they may not understand what that is but um it's likely other parents that you're meeting with when you take the kids to soccer or to piano class or to whatever and things they're involved in that the other parents may know as well so if you don't understand something uh, you know reach out and ask uh, there, there are plenty of people that are more than happy to help guide you down, well, what is this thing and is it dangerous? I mean, there's a big difference between Snapchat, perhaps, and Facebook, right? And if you don't know those things, uh, uh, ask your peers. Uh,
1: Absolutely. And, and, I mean... Don't know, be ashamed.
0: You can't know the internet. It's too big.
1: You can't know. I'm a security expert. I have been on the internet since before the internet was actually the internet. That's pretty odd. Anyways, and there are, you know, lots of things I don't know. I have an account on LinkedIn. I have not yet found any use for LinkedIn. I'm sure there's other people who have. I have an account on Facebook. I have no use for Facebook. I was talking to somebody. I'm running some mailing lists on Yahoo groups and uh, someone was willing to help me with them. And I found out that that person knows all kinds of things about Yahoo that I had no idea. And conversely, that person who knew everything there was to know about Yahoo had never really used Yahoo groups, and so you can't know anything,
0: yes, talk to other people. I think one of the things that gets people to shut down in this area and maybe not do what they can is that in addition to the intimidation, it's, uh, they're embarrassed. Like, So if they're a victim of ransomware or uh, this encryption stuff or whatever, people are embarrassed, they think it's their fault, and to a degree it might be if they haven't been paying attention to what they're doing, but there's no shame in asking for help from the community. I mean, there's tons of people out there that are interested in providing sane advice and helping bail you out when you do make a mistake, provided that you learn from the mistake, I guess, going back to your original, yes. Uh, yes. Your, your original complaint, I guess, yeah. at, the, at the start of the podcast. Um,
1: Lots of people will help you, yes.
0: Uh, if, you know, as a parting comment, um, is there any other advice as far as trends of thing, where you see things going and, and what people need to be, I guess, a little more sensitive to. I mean, it, I, I think early in the internet, when people first were getting online in the 90s, in the Dalit modem days, it was this unexplored territory, and people kind of went out with exuberance and shared everything. Um, now that we're 20 years down the road from that, um, you know, how should we be thinking about this as a tool? I mean, is has it, is it, is it changed?
1: It, it has, and certainly, as you say, you know, in the in the old days, it was completely open. We didn't care. We didn't care about spam because there was no spam. You know that's how old I am. Okay, but um, yes, there there are things to be aware of. Be a little bit more suspicious when somebody offers you, you know, twenty percent of twenty three million dollars if they can use your bank account. You know, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And and so be suspicious about that. You know, talk to somebody else. Think about it yourself, be careful. Don't give away too much information. Don't uh, give away information about yourself, particularly about your finances and credit cards and bank accounts and stuff like that. New technologies, if I've learned anything that I could say as a general principle over the past more than quarter century, it's that when something is there, you know, suddenly a new convenience is there somebody is going to find a way to turn that against you so yes it's exciting it's new it's helpful it's convenient be careful watch it be a little a little cautious about jumping in there with both feet Well
0: that's- I think that's good advice and I've certainly been hearing that uh, teenagers have been doing that on their own in a way like I hear a lot of them going well I have two Facebooks I have two this I have two that. Something new comes along, I'll try it here where it's not associated with me, or maybe my friends won't know about it and I'll test it. And then after I figure out how it works, then maybe I'll use it in real life. And, and
1: excellent practice, yes, definitely.
0: Well, thanks for joining me, Rob. Uh, that concludes Software Security Chat Chat 119 and a half. As always, for the latest security news, visit nakedsecurity.software.com. All of our podcasts are available at podcasts.software.com on RSS or via iTunes. And until next time, stay secure.